Here we go again. Welcome to the Sloppy Book Club Podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Celise. And, and this oh, is episode 10. Yes, episode Great. 10. Yay. And we wanted to dedicate it to something like we've enjoyed reading over the past couple months. And that's smutty books. Smut. Things that have like romance and mm-hmm. some really maybe vulgar <laughs> dialogue. <laughs> I think there's a lot of vulgar dialogue. Yes. It's a little extreme. Yeah. This might be an episode where my parents please don't listen to because <laughs> I don't need you to be in this kind of episode or no yeah. <laughs> anything like if you're this. You're not into the smut. If you don't like all that talk, please stop yeah. listening. This is definitely like XX rated yeah. porn. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely this episode. So because we are going into like some hardcore authors and like they don't hold yeah. back, so we probably won't hold back while we're talking about it. So very true. So this is our smut episode. And just like any other episode, we have some minds we want to talk about. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about like our likes and dislikes when it comes to um, smutty books, whether it's the dialogue or certain words that just make us cringe. And yeah. then we have some books that we wanted to highlight and talk about. So that's what we're going to do this episode. Um, Jenny, do you want to start us off with your wine of choice yeah. today? Um, so I have a wine from Mineral Hills Winery, and it's from... Florence, Massachusetts, and it's an apple wine. Mm. So. It's actually not bad. I'm, I mean... <laughs> as you make a face, I see. <laughs> uh, it's not awful, mm-hmm. but it's a little bitter. Okay. It's like an aftertaste of apple, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. Oh, um, and our listeners are probably noticing that we kind of sound a little bit different. So I got sick and just we couldn't record the day we wanted to. So we have to do this through Zoom just with work schedules. So that's probably why we sound a little bit off. I was too sick, you know. Um, if you want it congested me, even though I'm still a little bit congested, so I might sound a little bit different too. It was way worse. So it was like a frog in my throat. I wasn't going to do it. Every time I laughed, I had like a coughing fit. So we just couldn't do it. So that's why we kind of sound off. So just yeah. just so you guys know. Um, so my mocktail is a... I found it on Pinterest. I don't know um, if anyone's familiar with ice water. Um, it's like a sparkling water flavored, but it's called Ice Water. It's That's the brand. Um, they have like a mock mosa with their grapefruit. Ooh. Yeah, their grapefruit sparkling water. Um, it calls for lime, lime juice and um, orange juice. I, you know, it's a mock mosa, so you have to have the orange juice. And they said to add honey, and I'm just remembering that I did not do that. 
So maybe oh, that's what cuts, that's probably what cuts so much acid and I'm probably going to be like making face sour faces. Um, oh, but I made it into a slushy. So I like just blended it all up. It looks so pretty. <laughs> and I'm going to try it. It does look really pretty. Um, and I'm going to need you to make that for me the next time I'm over there. This is actually really good. Is it? Yes. It looks really good. Oh, I'm just picturing it with some Ooh. added extra, you know, liquor. Yeah. And this is something that would be trouble in the summer. This is actually really, really good. Oh, I'm excited. You're going to have to make it for me. Oh, no. That's, that's good. <laughs> I'm just envisioning this summer <laughs> when, you know, I'm not breastfeeding and having a baby in my belly so this is gonna be I in that glass <laughs> that's gonna be a problem that's really really good but yeah so those are our dreams so let's go into words that make us cringe or maybe kinks yes, oh my god kinks and and you know smutty books that we're not into um I'll start us off with the kinks I am not into that like daddy role play like <laughs> grandpa I don't know like it's usually like grandpa well not grandpa but it's like um what was the series that we recently read and he was older and she was younger and he had like gray yes. hair so he was kind of that older dipped in holly yeah so like her calling him daddy or him you know him telling her to do that like that just makes me so uncomfortable there was a lot of daddy kink in that. Yeah, like a lot. That it just it just it didn't it didn't do it for me. It made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> it just I don't like it. I don't know. I feel like that's like daddy issue kind of things and I'm just like I don't have that. Not to say if people who you know do that in the bedroom, like that's your thing. It's just not mine. And you do you. Yep. You do you. I, just, I agree. I don't I don't really like the whole daddy kink. I enjoyed books it was entertaining mm -hmm. I feel like that was like me dipping my toes into something really smutty right 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 because I never really read smut like that yeah and I was surprised mm -hmm. um yeah I read that at work like partially and it was not okay oh my god I, I kept trying to hide my my kindle <laughs> yeah because I, i'm pretty sure there's someone who's like what are you reading and you're just like red in the face always people like that <laughs> and it's like what do you say oh a sex book like porn like why you're working that's literally what i say i say i'm reading about sex <laughs> really oh i would lie yeah. well a lot of people are readers there mm. so i would be like oh recipe for cookies <laughs> I just can't, I can't see myself admitting, I would just probably turn red and be like, nothing. <laughs> oh my God. I think that's worse. Because <laughs> then yeah. they can just think whatever they want to think. But yeah, for me, that, that kind of like, that's just not my thing. Um, I just, I don't, I don't like it. I'm more of like. I enjoy the dominant kind of like male kind of thing. And I think I get that from Fifty Shades because that was the first time I read something that was so detailed and it talked about like bondage and all that kind of thing. So like I like when they're 
you know, they're telling them what to do. Like, you know, go stand over there and <laughs> pull down your pants kind of thing. So, like, I, I don't know. lie right now. <laughs> so, that's, I, I like it because it's just like, okay, is, it, is he talking to me? <laughs> Um, and that's a lot in um, another series that I read. It was like a mafia series by Cora Riley. Um, she's really good about that kind of thing. Like, you know, obviously the men are in the mafia. They have that, you know, they want their submissive woman kind of thing. Yeah. But obviously in these mafia movies, like the women are, you know, in the moth, you know, have mafia ties too. So they're, they're not always submissive. So I kind of like that back and forth between it. Like they choose to be submissive. They're just not like, you know, a damsel in distress. I'm going to, you know, listen to you just to listen to you. Yeah. But I like that like friction that happens in the bedroom too sometimes when they kind of fight the love. <laughs> okay. So I haven't read anything yet. I think mm-hmm. that the women are more of the dominant mm-hmm. in that relationship. It's right. always been the men. So mm-hmm. maybe I should start reading mafia stuff. Yeah, mafia uh, romance. We'll I mean, Cora Riley does a really good job about, you know, the men are in charge, but, you know, the women don't always back down. You know, they, you know, they're like, no, you know, sometimes. Yeah. So I kind of really like that. But she was the one that. I forget what the character's name was, but he tells her to, like, get, you know, get on the counter kind of thing. And, like, I was just like, ooh! <laughs> that was, like, my first time where I was just like, oh, my God, is he talking to me? Because the way he, like, the way she worded everything for him to, um, for her to do what he wanted, it was just like, he he wasn't playing games. And, like, I felt it. <laughs> Oh my god. And not for nothing, my sister got married in September and I actually quoted one of her lines from her book and I got it from a mafia romance, okay? Are you serious? I oh my am god. Dead serious. What um, was it? No one knows that I did, but I actually I quoted um let me look it up. Oh, my God. I can't believe Your that. sister's going to know now. Now she's going to know. <laughs> but I thought it was a great, it was a great quote. And I was just like, oh, I have to put this in, you know, my wedding speech. And it was um one of the sisters was asking her older sister who just got married, you know, how does she know she's in love? So she says, love is when you feel safe in someone's arms, when he's the first thing you want to see in the morning. Love is surrendering. You risk getting hurt, but you don't care. You are willing to give someone the power to break your heart. Love means seeing someone at their worst and still seeing the good in them. Love means someone is perfect for you despite their imperfections. And I just thought that was just like so beautiful. That's so cute. So, and that came from a mafia smutty romance. Oh my God. <laughs> it doesn't matter where it came from. It was cute. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested from that quote, what book that was, that was Bound by Hatred by Cora Riley, and it was book three of her um, Born in Blood series, uh, Mafia Romance. I'm going to have to read that. Yeah, so that quote, I was just like, oh my god, that's so beautiful. That's 
that's really cute. And I, I like put that. it, I put it in my wedding speech for her. <laughs> So, so even when, you could even get things from mafia romances, people. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about so when you? We, when I knew we were like doing this whole smut thing, I was like, "Oh my god!" There's so many like cringy mm-hmm. words mm-hmm. that I had to like remember to talk about because I just they just made me go. Ugh. Tell so, me, tell me, and see if I do the same Ugh, right. faces. So, calling a vagina mound. Wow. Like he he grabbed my mound like M O U N D yeah I don't even remember where it, where it's from I was just like thinking about things and I was like mound that's Why so unattractive so I feel like so some of most of the stuff that I've read that was kind of a little bit smutty is more fantasy mm. that I feel like are are like weird words like mm-hmm. they don't really say vagina mm-hmm. or clit or whatever mm-hmm. in fantasy they mm-hmm. say it more in contemporary books that's true that's true because so, even yeah, mound is one of them <laughs> yeah because even in um planet uh the ice planet barbarian series like they don't call like you know a penis a dick or anything like that it's yeah a, i think it's like a spur i don't yeah, know yeah so it's like totally yeah made it's totally shit, different like, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, mound? When they say when they say nub, <laughs> <laughs> you just think of something little, like a little nub. Like <laughs> I, I don't like it. I like why can't you just say clit? Mm-hmm. Just say clit. Mm-hmm. A nub. <laughs> um, oh my god. The There's one. Nub. This one's not really cringy, but it's when they call the vagina sex, like. He oh. touched my sex. Like, oh, okay. I, mm-hmm. I just think it's kind of weird, mm-hmm. but or it was like, really cringy. That or like when they're like, oh, in my, you know, where it throbs or where it's the heat. It's just like. Yes. Like bundle of nerves. Yes. Like. <laughs> yes. You know what? Bundle of nerves you would see a lot in fantasy romances. Yeah. Because I think it's because, like, the aliens don't really know what it is kind of thing. But at the same time, it's like, we know what it is. Like. But it's just weird. Yeah, Like, I'm is. not mad at mm-hmm. it, but it's weird. Yeah, the weird ones for me are, like, the. In. in uh, what is it? Where I'm throbbing or something. Or, like, it's like an innuendo instead of just saying what it is. I hate that. Yeah. It's just, like, just say what it is, okay? Yeah. I know that's that's all I want. I want real words. I yeah. want you to tell me exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that it's a bulge. Mm-hmm. I don't want nicknames. <laughs> like really, I don't want to hear that it's a bulge. I know it's a penis. Mm-hmm. I know that's what it is. Exactly. Um, when they say like his like his swollen shaft, like okay, I know he's got a boner. So, <laughs> like a different word than mm-hmm. swollen because mm-hmm. that makes me think like something's wrong, wrong with it like, <laughs> like why is it like that <laughs> oh my god I, yeah I'd rather um, the word boner than like a swollen shaft definitely yeah, or, or hard like mm-hmm. just say it's hard like mm-hmm. we know what you're talking about I agree I, I agree that it's swollen mm-hmm. yeah swollen isn't all. a great word for that <laughs> And then the worst one, this is the one that I hate the most. Okay. 
Warm seed. Like sperm. They're just talking about sperm. Like his oh. warm seed. Okay. Have you not heard that one? I've heard because of I hear I've one. heard of seed. Like he filled me with his seed kind of thing, but never warm seed. Oh, <laughs> I wish I could remember where all of these words warm the, were from. Yeah. Yeah. Warm seed. Uh, mm-hmm. Warm. Warm seed. <laughs> no, no. I don't, like I don't think I've ever heard warm seed, but I, I definitely heard like, oh, he filled me with his seed kind of thing. So, and I'm just like, okay, good for you. <laughs> or, or, okay, one that I don't like is when they say it's like coming out because it was so much of it. Oh, the, like it's like coming out of her? Yes. Uh, like, I don't want to envision that. I don't want to, I don't want to see that either. (laughs) Like, I don't want to visualize that. So that's something that I find cringe. Is that when Just hold it in there. Come on. Or don't say it. Don't say it falling out of, you know, dripping down your leg. Like, I don't want to, like, know that. I like that. (laughs) I don't, I I don't want to know. I'm sorry. I just don't. I don't. Because it makes me, like, I don't know, uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I could... I, I, I agree. I can deal with, like, a lot of vulgar, but once you say it's, like, dripping down your leg, I'm like, ooh, so gross. <laughs> <laughs> like we said, it's this not, is going to be X-rated, it's people. Make, it's not going to make me stop reading it. Oh, no. But mm-hmm. I'm not like going to stop. I'm definitely not going to stop reading it, but you did make me cringe a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a yeah, little bit. I agree with that. <laughs> so, yeah. Those... I, I might call them out next time on it, too. You're going to call them out on it? Why are Why? you saying <laughs> Why is it dripping? <laughs> a hot, hot mess. Any other words or like kinks that no, you're not I think, I think those cover it. Like mm-hmm. I just I just want to hear normal things. Like you mm-hmm. know, if they're gonna say um, shaft, like mm-hmm. just say cock. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's his cock. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that word. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It doesn't have to be penis. Right. But it doesn't have to be like this whole big to do. The swollen log. <laughs> no, no, no. His third, I don't like that. his third arm. <laughs> have you see, heard that one? That's no. awful. Why? No. Who said that? I don't remember, but it was like she was just describing it that, it was, oh, it could have been his, like, third arm or something like that. That is crazy. It's like, that is ridiculous. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> That's just weird. They're always... Unless, compar- it's a sci- unless it's a sci-fi, it might work. Right. True. Weird, but true. Yes. Weird, but true. <laughs> weird, but yes, true. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go into some of these romance books that we've been reading. Um, I recently posted about Addicted to You. Um, oh my God, I'm blanking. By Becca and Krista Ritchie, I believe. All right, let me get into it because as I was telling Jenny earlier today when I said I wanted to talk about this book, I was just frustrated. Absolutely frustrated. So, Addicted to You by Krista and Becca Ritchie is about Lily Calloway, who is a sex addict. And that's what really got me into the book. I'm like, okay, I've never read anything where it had to do with, like, an addiction or something. And then it's her and her childhood best friend, 
Lauren Hill, and they both come from really rich families. Like, Lily, basically, her family, basically, it's like Pepsi. You know, they're the owner of Pepsi kind of thing, but it's called Fizz. Mm -hmm. And Lauren's father is... Um, Almost like Johnson & Johnson, like a bunch of like baby products kind of thing. And this is how they, you know, they built their fortunes, you know, their families are through these brands. And they're best friends. They've been best friends since the teenage years. Um, and they know about each other's addictions and they've never ratted on each other. And this has been happening since they were teenagers. Um, Lily has always been interested in sex and one night stands since she was like a young teenager and Lauren, um, has been addicted to liquor, um, since he was young when his dad, I guess his dad let him sip it one time and that was it for him kind of thing. And he kind of got caught. And his dad was like, you better get your life together or you're going to lose your trust fund kind of thing. So Lily has been helping him hide his addiction while no one knows about Lily's but Lauren. Lauren is the Already. only one. So what frustrated me is the fact that there was no real... At least from book one, because I guess this is a series. It's called the Addicted series, and this was just book one. And from what I've gathered, they have no reasoning behind their addictions, really. Like, I get Lauren. Lauren's dad is, like, you know, really high-strung, is mean, you know, semi-abusive verbally and maybe a little bit physically in the way he like grabs Lauren but it never says that he's actually like physically assaulted him like punched him or anything like that and with Lily she just has like a really loving family so it's just like what why why are you guys so messed up but again I'm not addicted to something so it's you know no one really knows your underlining reasons sometimes it just yeah. happens but I was just so frustrated because I maybe if there was a reasoning behind it, I can kind of empathize, but I couldn't really because they were, it was almost like first world problems, you know, or rich people problems. Like you have all this money and it's just like, really, you're going to turn to the bottle. Not to be judgmental. I mean, like I said, addiction is really hard to judge or shouldn't really be judged, but it was just hard to empathize for them, especially because they enabled each other so bad. Like... It was so bad. It was so toxic yeah, that... that's what it sounds like. Ugh. It was so, so toxic. And it was like... I think they described it as like an epic love story. And I'm like, no, this is like toxic. Like, they're terrible for each other. Like, you want... You want them to work. Like, there was one um, quote from Lauren when he told Lily that he wanted to love her more than... Sorry, I'm getting congested again. He wanted to love her more than the bottle. So he says to her, I want to love you more than I love this. He waves his bottle and I don't know how else to do it unless there's something to lose. And he says that because for about three or four years, they've been fake dating to their family so that when they went mm -hmm. off to college, they can be together 
and help enable each other, cover for each other. So they were saying, you know, we're a couple. And, you know, the parents were happy about it because these are two billionaire families coming together. You know, it would be, you know, the most epic love story in, like, the papers and magazines and stuff. So, of course, their families are like, yeah, you guys can date or whatever. But really, they were fake dating. But Lily has always had feelings for Lauren, but she never knew if he really did. Like, was he just playing, you know, the part of the doting boyfriend or was there real feelings? So finally, he confessed. He's like, no, I want to be the person, you know, you go to when you're spiraling, when, you know, your addiction is at its worst. I want you to come to me and not all these other men. Because she would do it in the club, the bathroom, like... Uh, Wait, like, how How can you make that kind of judgment call to, like, be somebody's support system when you're... Exactly. Yes. How, how is that... How does that even work? Exactly. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't. Like, you know... He wants to be better for her. So he's like, oh, I'm not going to drink as bad. Because he would drink until oblivion. Like, until he's blacked out. You know, borderline, he needs his stomach pumped kind of thing. So he's thinking, you know, if I start this relationship with Lily and I take it seriously, then I won't drink as much. And Lily takes it as if me and Lauren are actually in a relationship then I won't have... She would try and get people on Craigslist to meet up with, to sleep with. What? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. She oh. would hire... She would call, like... And? She would hire uh, escorts. She would go to the club oh and, like, random people. And she would do this sober. Sober. Oh yes. No. And, and wait, did he know... Yeah, he knew oh, that she was out there and he never judged her for it. He was like, how can I judge your addiction when I have my own? I and, mean, there's a line. Come and on. that she, you know, it did say that she did get tested frequently and things like that. So they did add that into the story, you know, but um, it was just a hot mess. Just the both of them were just a hot mess. So, you know, they've been... In this fake dating and finally he's just like, let's do this and, you know, it could probably help us. Because Lily, her breaking point was she she wound up getting wasted and wound up bringing two guys home. And, okay. and Lauren was like, no. Oh, that was his line? That was, yep. That was his line because yep. she had two? Yep, really? he was... He was just like, you know, something's not right. You're spiraling. And then that's when the whole, like, shift of, like, him wanting her to come to him kind of thing so that they can help each other. And one night, they come across Connor, who is another person who's really rich. And he becomes friends with them because Lily is... They're both flunking college, by the way, because of their addictions. So Connor comes into the picture because he's going to tutor her. And Connor, you know, Lauren, I guess Lauren was never intimidated by Connor. 
Um, because he would drink in front of him and not really care. And usually he's more reserved in those kinds of, like he will hide it in his thermos or he will make fake cocktails kind of thing. Um, so they become friends and Connor knows Lily's sister Rose because Rose is also in college, but she goes to Princeton and they do like these tournaments against each other like you know like a math league kind of thing so he knows rose and he starts you know having a relationship with rose and then ty one night for lauren's birthday um connor invites them to this halloween party because lauren's birthday is on halloween and lily is lily is like oh let's go out let's do something so they go out he gets wasted He's about to get beat up because they go to, like, this rich person's house and he gets into, like, the, you know, high-end liquor cabinet that was locked, but he picked the lock (laughs) to drink it. And he drank, like, 40 grand worth of, like, high-end liquor or something. So, like, the guys want to fight him. And so this guy named, I want to say his name is Reich, comes into play. And he becomes another friend that kind of helps them. But he knows that there's something wrong with Lauren. He's like, yo, you're an alcoholic. And Lily is enabling you. And Lily, you're going to help me stop Lauren from drinking. And it's all because he had a hidden, he had hidden reasons. And we learn about it later on why he's so attached to Lauren. At first, you're kind of thinking, like, oh, is he, like, into him? Like, you know, in, like, a lover's kind of way? Or what's the reasoning? But um, we learn that Lauren and... Lauren's dad and mom's, you know, had a divorce, and his mom wanted nothing to do with him. And um, they go to this... Christmas gala and it Lauren finds out that his dad or well Reich is actually his half brother because his dad his dad is like what are you doing here because you know Reich has become friends with them so they go to different events together and he didn't want to go to this particular event and it was because he knew he would you know walk in to his dad or whatever and no one likes the dad. He's like a, sh- you know, a shitty person. And Lauren finds out that his, who he thought was his mother wasn't his mother. She never liked him because he was the child of a mich- a mistress, basically. I see. So then the mom winds up leaving with his older brother, you know, and he never knew about him. But Reich knew about Lauren. But Lauren never knew about, like, his mom and his brother and stuff. So then, with Wright's help, it ends with Lauren deciding he's going to go to rehab. Because Lily, I want to say, like, a couple nights before the gala, she almost gets raped. And that was his breaking point because he was so drunk he couldn't protect her at the club. But these other people could. And he was just like, I can't, I can't keep doing this with my life. So he was going to go to rehab and 
His dad winds up saying that he's going to cut him off. Like, he doesn't have a, you know, alcohol problem. You know, he's just 21. You know, it's what they do. Like, he's in denial about it. Um, so, it ends with him deciding that he's going to go to rehab. Lily's going to move in with her sister, Rose. Because after all this kind of, like, falls apart. Like, their charade, you know, their facade falls yeah. apart her rose lily's sister finds out about lily's addiction so she's like i want to help you you know i'll get a therapist so it ends with them deciding that they're gonna stay together and lauren is like i want you to wait for me so basically you can't cheat on me so you have to take your therapy serious because i'm going to rehab so that's how the story ends <laughs> Not to spoil that book. Not to spoil it for you guys, but I mean, it gave me such. I wanted to pull my hair out. Like I'm just. I like, want to pull my hair out now. I'm like, and I haven't read it. I'm like, there's so many twists and turns. Now he has a brother that he didn't know about. His dad was an asshole. He's he's basically using Lily oh as like a scapegoat kind of thing. Like, oh, you better not cheat because obviously she does cheat on him. Then there's reason for him to drink, right? So if rehab doesn't exactly. work. So it's just like, I don't see how this relationship is going to work. And I don't know if I want to continue the series to find out. <laughs> but you will. I probably will. <laughs> probably this summer. I won't jump right into it, but it's probably yeah. something I will go to later on in life to see what happened. Because... I don't, I don't like the characters at all. I really don't. But I like the side characters. Like, Connor and Reich, like, Connor is, like, so blunt, so honest. He's just, like, oh, you're just, like, a rich girl, whatever. Like, when he first met Lily, like, he was just so mean to her. But then it's, like, she kind of needed that. <laughs> yeah. So, I, like, I don't really want to read the book. Mm -hmm. But... I want you to read it because I want to know what happened. Yeah, I want to know. Do they get sober? Like, or do yeah. they end up with other they people? I don't know. Because that, that is a super toxic relationship. And not only between them two, but, like, his dad, too. Like, yeah. that sounds awful. Yep. And then the fact that, so, like, I think it was before Lauren's birthday, he calls the woman that he thinks is his mom, and he's like, hi, mom. She's like, don't ever fucking call me, basically. Oh, no. So he finds out, like, he was like, you know, my mom, she left me. She took my clothes. She took my bed. She took everything. And it was like, oh. you you were never her kid. And he never he never knew. And apparently... His mom was like a teen mom. So his dad made a deal with the mom like, oh, if you don't say anything about, you know, who his mom is and how young she was, you know, I, you know, if you do this for me, when we divorce, I'll give you, you know, a lot of my money, you know, I'll pay you kind of thing. And the mom took it. She took her son. She took the money, she took the bed and the clothes of this yeah, kid. And it's like... It's terrible. It's like, it's not Lauren's fault, you know? It's not. And I feel like, okay, his addiction, like, he got, he kind of has reasons why. Like, he kind of has, like, a fucked up life. 
He was a product of his environment. Yes. Exactly. So, and then with Lily, I'm just like, I'm still trying to gauge, like, what was wrong in her life. Because she always says, you know, my family loves me. You know, my sisters, you know, always want me around. My family wants me around. But I push them away because of my addiction. And it's just like, so... Girl, what's going on? What was it that you saw that triggered this in you? With Lauren, I can kind of understand. But with Lily, I'm still struggling with. But like I said, again, like addiction, there's there could be no reason. It could just be. Yeah. It could just be right. your life, you know? Um, You'll never truly understand unless you have one. Exactly. Exactly. But I, it was just like, oh, my God. This could be triggering for some people. It could be, so please. Yes, this could be very, especially with, (laughs) like, especially with, like, just, like, the enabling and, like, yeah, it could give you, like, ideas of how to hide things, you know, and it's just, like, that's not, that's not good, but it was an interesting read. I did read it in, like, a day and a half, just because because I was just, like, I gotta get through this because I want to fight them. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, well, I'll need you to read the rest of it. So I'm gonna have I to. Know what's happening. But yeah, it's called "Addicted to You" by I believe Krista and Kristen or Krista, Krista and Becca, Krista and Becca uh, Richie. But yeah, and on the cover it says two best friends, liars, lovers, addicts, <laughs> one epic love story. It should be no, one epic. No, not. Right? That does not sound like an epic love story. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's crazy. It's a toxic love story. Mm-hmm. So if you're into that kind of like toxic love environment, this is right up your alley. <laughs> you want to hear some crazy relationship, please read this story. And tell me how it made you feel. If it made you go crazy like it did me. Yeah. I'd like to know. <laughs> Please let me know. Comment below. <laughs> All right. All right. So that brings us to my books. Mm-hmm. My smutty books. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm going to talk about Katie Roberts. I love her. Mm-hmm. She has become an automatic buy for me. Nice. Um, we love that. Yes. Yes. Um, but she has a lot, so I have a lot to catch up on, which kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Because she has a shit ton of books. But um, today, I'm going to talk about Neon Gods and Electric Idol. Mm-hmm. It's an urban fantasy, and it's definitely, definitely an adult book. So... Both books are based in this city called the City of Olympus with a lot of, like, the same characters. So, characters that we know in Greek mythology, like Zeus, Mm -hmm. Poseidon, Mm -hmm. Hades, so a bunch of them. So, there's 13 of them, 13 main gods. Gods, okay. And their kids. Mm -hmm. So, Neon Gods is the first one. I'm going to try to keep it brief and not... Like spoil too too much. Like I do the all the time. <laughs> yes, I mean we spoil in this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I I didn't want to spoil both because if somebody loves the first one, you know, right? I don't want to spoil both books. So anyway, Neon Gods is the first book in the series. There's three books now, I believe. There's Neon Gods, Electric Idol, and 
Wicked Beauty, I believe is the third one, Mm -hmm. but that's not out yet. Um, So the first one is about Hades and Persephone. So it starts off with um, Demeter, her mom, um, Persephone's mom. She wants to marry Persephone off to Zeus, and he ends up being this, like, gross, evil guy who his wives die, but nobody really knows how, but we know that it's him killing them off. Mm, He has something Um, to do with it. Right. So Persephone ends up running away from like this party that they're having where her mom mentioned that she wanted to marry her off and Zeus sends guys after her. Mm -hmm. So she's running away. She ends up at this bridge um, at the river sticks where she sees this guy at the other side of the bridge. Now this bridge is um, like a pathway between the upper city and the lower city. The upper city is where Zeus rules the lower city is where Hades rules but Mm -hmm. at this point we don't know that Mm -hmm. Hades is alive because everybody thinks he's a myth nobody's seen him for decades right um so this guy he ends up being Zeus he saves her from this bridge takes her back to his place he's Hades and huh he's Hades you said he's Zeus did I say he's Zeus? Yeah. My bad. <laughs> so this is Hades now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he takes her back to his place, and we learn things that are happening. Like we realize that the main people, like the gods, like Aphrodite, Demeter, Zeus, all of them, they all know that Hades is alive. But the kids and the people who live in the city of Olympus don't really know about this Mm -hmm. so they're all lying to these people saying Mm -hmm. that oh Hades is gone he's dead whatever which isn't true Mm -hmm. so Persephone now knows that Hades is alive so she comes up with this plan to stay in the lower city until she turns 25 where she can get her trust fund and escape because she doesn't want to marry Zeus so if she shows her face in Olympus She's going to have to marry Zeus. Mm-hmm. There's no other way around it. So um, Hades doesn't want to do it. He hates Zeus. Zeus killed his parents, but he doesn't want anything to do with the upper city. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want anything to do with all of those people. He just wants to live in a lower city and live his be life. done with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Persep, of course, he's like intrigued by her, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to do it. Eventually, she persuades him. Of course she does. I know, obviously. (laughs) She's very pretty. So all of Demeter's daughter, there's like four of them. Mm -hmm. They're all very, very pretty. And like people want to be with them. So she persuades Hades to take this deal. um, And she would do whatever he wants if he would just let her stay there and she protects him until she turns 25, which is like three months away or something like that. So eventually he's like, all right, fine. But if you're going to do this, you're going to have to do it all the way. I'm a person who likes to throw these elaborate parties and I like to have public sex. So, okay. If you want to do this, it has to be real. People mm-hmm. are going to have to believe it. So you have to do everything with me. You better be part of the orgy. <laughs> yep, pretty much. 
So, like, what really caught me, this was, like, the first couple chapters. I'm just going to read it off. She says, Zeus is notorious for not wanting what he considers tarnished goods. So tarnish me. Ooh. I was like, okay. okay. All right, Persephone. <laughs> right. She's like, do so, your worst. <laughs> like, exactly. That's pretty much what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, like... He's the type that he has, a like, this big playroom thing. He mm-hmm. calls it a dungeon. Mm-hmm. But it's more of, like, where he has his parties and he has his, like, I guess people watching mm-hmm. other people have sex. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a dungeon slash playroom. Mm-hmm. Um, so he keeps pushing her, like, okay, so we're going to need to, like, do this eventually. Right. Are you okay with this? And they, they go back and forth for a really long time. They start to, like, practice doing things here and there um, before they actually do this whole big reveal that mm-hmm. they're together. Um, so, finally, they have this big display. Like, when I tell you, like, that freaking sex scene, when they're in the playroom <laughs> together, like, people watching them, uh-huh. it's so graphic. Mm-hmm wonderful i think you would love it so i don't even know i've i've actually read um it was the one with the veil the fairy one that i was talking about a few a few podcasts back oh yeah 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 um they do that um they do he's basically a high lord kind of like fairy kind of thing and she doesn't know it and that was something that he was into, like, you know, having these women, having sex with women in front of other people. And he wound up doing that with her while they were somewhere. I forget what the reasoning behind it was. I think it was to show that she was taken kind of thing. So, yeah. So, I okay. I do like those kind of seats. <laughs> I really, like, it was so much fun to read. And it wasn't, like... He never made it feel like she was, like, you know, his slave or his submissive or whatever it was. Like, he always made her seem like she was his equal. Okay. Like, even if he was doing things to her in front of all of these people, he always made sure, like, she was the one who got off. Mm -hmm. She was the one who enjoyed herself. Like, he never really cared about, like, himself Mm -hmm. until like the end where mm-hmm. she started getting more confidence in herself right. and doing things to him mm-hmm. in front of these people. Okay. Which was wonderful. <laughs> I enjoyed every moment of it. I'm going to have to read um, it. I'm going to have to read yes, it. <laughs> you definitely will. Um, I won't spoil too much of it, but there's like conflict that happens. And then Zeus, of course, he doesn't want Hades to win. So he wants Psyche back, no matter, or not Psyche, Persephone. Psyche mm-hmm. is one of the sisters. Um, he wants Persephone back. Um, so there's this whole conflict and misunderstanding towards the end. It ends in a happily ever after. Okay. And like I said, the sex is glorious <laughs> in this book. The um, spice is spicy. <laughs> it, it really is. I really actually really love it. And, this book actually made me fall in love with Katie Roberts' writing. Nice. Um, 
So then that brings us to Electric Idol, which I just read a couple weeks ago. And it's book two in this series. And it's about Psyche, Persephone's sister, Mm -hmm. and Eros, who's Aphrodite's son. Mm -hmm. And he's also Aphrodite's, like, assassin. So you can kind of you kind of know where that goes. Like she sees him more as an assassin rather than her son. Right. So um, basically, Aphrodite wants Psyche's head and heart. He wants Eros to kill Psyche. And he is it because in love with her? Is it because she's pretty? Like is she is like like no. a jealousy thing? The thing is with Psyche is. It's more Aphrodite's jealous of Demeter. She's mad at Demeter, who's the mom. Right. Because Demeter is always trying to pawn off her daughters to a Zeus. Mm-hmm. So in these books, it's interesting because the titles, like Zeus, Aphrodite, um, Poseidon, it's just a title. It's not a name. Okay. So Zeus, when he dies... It gets passed on to his son, and his son, even though he has a different name, becomes Zeus. Okay, okay, okay. So, she is jealous of Demeter, and she hates that. She's constantly trying to pawn off her daughters to to whatever Zeus is there, mm-hmm. and she wants Psyche dead. Psyche is... Although pretty, she's an influencer, people like her, she's popular... But she's a little bigger mm. than the normal beautiful women right. of Olympus. Mm-hmm. So she's not she's not jealous of her because she's pretty because she thinks she's ugly because she doesn't fit the mold of Olympus. Mm-hmm. Her son Eros ends up falling in love with her. Of course. Yes. So this book is actually my favorite out of the two. Okay. It's so spicy and the slow burn is like. <gasps> like it really wanted to happen and happen and happen like the entire time. Mm-hmm. There's like this one scene. So like Eros is rich. Aphrodite is rich. He lives in this penthouse and it's full of mirrors. There's like this one freaking scene in front of the mirrors. <laughs> so, you know, you have, you have um, Psyche here who is, insecure sometimes mm-hmm. about her body, her body. Mm-hmm. and then you have arrows he's rich and he's beautiful and he doesn't really care and they're in front of this mir- mirror and the spicy scene is so freaking emotional like i wanted to cry and then i was like oh this is so hot but i want to cry it's so beautiful mm-hmm. like is it because he's amazing. like is it because like he's worshiping her body and she's so insecure yes. about it that she's the entire time he is obsessed with mm-hmm. her like he loves every part of her but she's just like eh, I don't know kind mm-hmm. of thing I absolutely love it I think it's beautiful yeah because I don't think I could do it in front of mirrors so no <laughs> but it's it's actually pretty great and I wish I was there. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, those two books are just so amazing, and I can't wait to read Wicked Beauty. No, I'm so excited. I'm gonna, I I want to read everything. I'm don't worry, soon. my summer list is gonna be obnoxious. Like I cannot wait. Yeah. Cause that's all I'm gonna be. It's okay. gonna be Eric, the baby, and just books. And just books. <laughs> and just books. <laughs> so I can't wait. 
No, That's so my life. Um, so you said it was is three. You haven't read the third one. But she has yeah, other series. That's, seri- not, that's I, not out yet. But she has other series or like other books. Yeah, she has a ton of other series and she has a bunch of like standalone stuff. She has a lot of free books mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. on Amazon Kindle. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where so, yeah. that's that's where Kendall gets you, man. When it's like free and then you're just like binging yeah. it. So you just um, start putting it in there. So like I was telling you earlier, it was you know I. I got into, like, the smutty books over the summer, and I was reading, like, these authors who had, like, a lot of, sort, you know, books, like, you, you know, yours does. What, what's her name again? Katie Roberts. Katie Roberts. So, like, I got into Ruby Dixon, who's the Ice Planet Barbarian series, and like I told you, that's, like, 30-something books because there's two, it's, like, Ice Planet, and then it's Ice Home, and it's, like... You know, all within the same, you know, planet, but they have, like, different villages, basically. So, you know, Ice Planet Barbarian was, like, the first village that they created with the humans. And then, you know, Ice Home is, you know, the second. So, they have their own stories and their love interests. And then, um, Born in Blood, the Mafia Romance by, uh, Cora Riley. Those are, I think, like, is it eight books? It might be. I haven't read the entire Mafia series. I read the first four. But then there's also um, what really got me into like kind of spicy books. uh, Like the romantic suspense or romance contemporary was um, Aurora Rose Reynolds. She has a ton of series and they're Mm -hmm. like a good... Four to ten, you know, books oh, wow. within a series. So I think the first series I read from her was the Until series. So it was Until November or Until so-and-so. And it was basically these guys. It wasn't until they met their love kind of thing where their life kind of fell into place. Okay. So it was like those kind of romances. But obviously, obviously there's always some dilemma, some you know, issue that kind of, yeah. like, separates their love and then they come back to having a happy ending. So it was the Until series. I believe that one was, like, four or five books. And then they had a spinoff of Until Him and then Until Her. And it's their children falling in love. Oh, jeez. So it's like, you know, they raise their kids with their, you know, their partner and now their kids are falling in love. And it was, if I remember correctly, I think it was um, the Until series where at the end, um, oh, it's called The Boom. It's um, when you fall in love with your person, it's basically like the boom happens for you. Okay. And this is like, um, what do you call it? Like like a family tradition kind of thing or like myth or whatever where it's like, oh, you're going to know your person because it's going to hit you like it's going to be a boom. Like a mate. Yes, basically. But with, you know, humans, it's like realistic. Yeah. So um, until um, the Until series were about the four, I think it's the four brothers, I believe they're brothers or they're related in some way. And then it's their kids and like, 
now them as you know the dads they're like wait my kids are like falling in love like you know the boom is happening to them kind of thing so it's really really cute and then she has the underground king series that that was great because that's more of like it borderlines mafia but all the characters are intertwined like they all all these series at some point kind of connect but they all could be like a standalone you don't necessarily have to like read the whole series but it's a lot of them and i spent the summer reading all of them so that was aurora ray uh aurora rose reynolds she's really good um, if you're into mafia romance, it's Cora Riley. If you want to dip your toes into like adult fantasy, that's Ruby Dixon. And if you're into like the classic love stories with some, with you know, not as spicy as some of these, you know, smutty books have been, you can't you can't go wrong with Nora Roberts. She's like the classic like back in the day romance, you know, novelist. And I I think she was the first time where I read a book where there was, like, sex in it or something. It was Nora Roberts. So she tainted me. Um, <laughs> it was her fault. It was her fault. But I enjoy spicy books because of her. Um, so, like I said, if you want to dip your toes into a little bit of spice, um, you can't go wrong with Nora Roberts. She's a classic. It's more like a... PG R rated, you know, it's not as like detailed. Raunchy. Yes, raunchy. <laughs> yes, it's not as raunchy. But if you want to go raunchy, then I would say that would be like adult fantasy, which is Ruby Dixon. Like she's good at that. Um, and then if you're into like, like I said, mafia romances kind of thing, Cora Riley. And then if you want a long lasting series. That have a you know bunch of characters you can kind of fall in love with. That's Aurora uh, Rose Reynolds. She's really good. I, I like I said. I think I read all her series. Really? All, or almost all of them. And they're just so, you know, it's happy endings. It's love. It's you know, fights here and there. Like it's just it's it's great. Like I love it. Like it's. You can't go wrong with them, so. Yeah. We love our smutty books, and, you know, like I said, if you want to slowly dip your toes into it, I feel like those are some, like, go-to authors that could kind of test the waters for you. Like, oh, this might be too much for me. I need to, you know, dial back. Um, But there's so many great authors out there. Dial so. back. <laughs> dial it back. Like, oh, that's dial too it. much. You know, you're already too late in it. If you need to dial it back, you're already in it. Yep, true, pretty much true, true, true. But yeah, that's that's all I have to say about those authors. They're really good. I have to start highlighting some of their books on our Instagram, which I will. Um, I might have to reread them just so that I can, you know, go in depth as to which characters are my favorite. Because like I said, there's just so many. Oh, but that leaves me with a quote from Aurora Rose Reynolds that I did want to mention. It's from her Until Him and Her series. It's Until December. And it's a quote about, you know, um, reading, you know, romance 
books and like the differences between reading it and seeing it like in a film which I thought was like a pretty cool quote because like I could kind of like understand what she means so so um her love interest is her name is December and um her love interest is asking oh you know do you like reading romance she says, I do, but reading a romance book and watching a romance play out on screen are completely different. When you read about a couple, it's like you are there with them, falling in love at the same time they are. You feel, smell, and see what they do. It's difficult to portray that into action and looks in a movie, which makes, which makes things awkward for me when I watch a romance unfold on screen. And I'm like, that is so true. And I think that has to do with, like, adaptations, too. Like, when you have a book to a movie, it's like you don't always get that feeling that you got in the right. book. Because, you know, in a book, it's so detailed that you can't always see those details on screen. So I love that quote. And the second one was about... And I kind of want to get this tattooed on me. Um, it's um, it's it's a it's a tattoo she has. Obviously, I don't want this want it to look the same, but I love the words. Um, her tattoo is of a ship and waves made from words with made from words, and the words say, "I've lived a thousand lives and traveled to unknown lands on waves of italic print." And ships made from printed paper. Oh, And I'm like. That's really cute. Right? Like I love that book. But I think for book lovers. I think we can all like feel that. You know. Like you do go. You know to different worlds. And fall in Mm -hmm. love. And like. Like how can you not. So I just. I love that. So those are my two quotes. From. From the Until series. I love it. So if you want to check her out, just check her out. <laughs> and most of her books are standalones, but you can you can do the whole series too. But I'll I'll be quiet now because I can <laughs> I can speak about smutty books all day. <laughs> I love them. It's all good. I think we did good getting mm-hmm. all our smuttiness out. Yes, and it's great that it's episode ten because I feel like that's a big moment for us, like ten full episodes. It is. Um, it's a huge moment. We, you know, we've had a steady pace on listeners, so we appreciate you guys. Um, we hope you continue to listen to us. You know, we do enjoy just talking about books and, you know, just laughing. So we hope we're, we bring you guys some joy and laughter, too, in the process. And, you know, try some nice different wines or drinks because of us. Um but yeah, we thank you and, you know, hope you continue listening to us. Anything else, Jenny? Yeah, no, I think we're good. Got all our smuttiness out into the world. So hopefully people will let us know what their favorite smutty books are. Yes. What, in the comments. What are your go-tos? Are you more of that contemporary romance, classic romance? Are you into that new adult fantasy romance? Let us know. And if you have any recommendations. Do you like that daddy kink? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My face. I'm sorry. I just can't do daddy kink. I'm sorry. Um, 
But yes, put your recommendations. We love, we love, we enjoy reading. So just let us know what are some good ones that we have. We'll read it. We will read it. Um, So yeah, just um, comment in our Instagram some of your recommendations. We are eager to find out what are, what are those words in smutty books that make you cringe or what are those kinks that you just can't stand let us know did you agree with what we said are you into the nub (laughs) let us know (laughs) let us know please because it's hilarious but again thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed it yes bye. bye